Welcome to the Love Never Fails podcast. My name is Jeremy Squires of St. Peter Baptist Ministries Aurora, and I'm glad you decided to join me on this episode. Very early in life, we're taught to achieve glory and achieve greatness. And so what we do athletically or academically, and even what we end up pursuing for our jobs, is oftentimes based on um, greatness or trying to achieve some glory or some type of status. But today I want to show you through the scriptures one way to receive glory and honor and greatness, and that is by overlooking an offense. Please enjoy this episode. Overlooking an offense. No one walking the earth wants to be offended or likes to be offended. But as human beings in this earth, offenses will come. And as believers in Christ, we get a double whammy of offenses because the enemy is always on an attack trying to knock us out of position. He is jealous of our place in Christ and he wants us to lose it. So he'll send us offenses so that we will leave our new nature in Christ and go back and behaving like the wretched man to fuss and to fight and to handle our own battles instead of allowing the Lord to deliver us. But overcoming offenses is uh, a brings God glory because we walk as Christ walked when we overlook the offenses. You know, Christ looked past who we were. He said that he, he God commended his love toward us that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. So Christ went to the cross overlooking all the sins that had been committed, that would ever be committed, and died for our sins. And so he overlooked it and went to the cross. And so we now want to bring God glory. We want to bring, you know, make God's name great in the earth. And it can start by overlooking an offense. Proverbs 17 and 9 says this. He that covered an offense seeketh love. And I'm going to be showing the love of God and of Christ in the earth. It comes with overlooking an offense. Proverbs 19 and 11 says this. The discretion of man deferred his anger, and it is to his glory to overlook an offense. Like I said, we're not talking about this earthly glory, this fleeting glory of the flesh that men praise us, but we're talking about that glory that we have some actions that we do that let our light so shine that men will see our good works and glorify the Father in heaven. So all the glory belongs to God, but it starts by me overlooking the offenses. One thing we must realize when we can overlook an offense, it really points to immaturity in our lives. In the parable of the sower in Mark chapter 4, it talks about the seed falling on stony ground. And then when, when the trials of life came, it, it, it choked it out, it choked it out, and people and they were offended. And so when we are easily offended or constantly offended, it can be point to a lack of maturity in us. Let's take a look at Mark chapter 4, verse 16 to 17. It says this, And these are they likewise which are sown on stony ground, 
who when they heard the word immediately received it with gladness and have no root in themselves and so endure but for a time. Afterward, when affliction or persecution arises, for the word's sake, immediately they are offended. So being constantly and quickly offended may show that we need to mature as believers, that we need to grow up some and stop being surprised how people behave in this flesh and understand these things will come, but I'm going to overlook it because I want God's glory more than mine. The reason that we can't overcome offense also many times is because of pride, because we see people watching. And so when an offense happens, we say, I ain't going to let nobody think I'm soft. I ain't going to let no one think they can push me over. I ain't going to let nobody think they can do me any kind of way. And so you end up defending yourself and raging and being angry. And you walk away. I gave them peace of my mind. I set them straight. And that only brings you glory. That glorifies your flesh. And in many instances, when you look back over it, you look very foolish in that. And that's all the glory you can receive. But when that offense can happen, and you can close your mouth, and you can honor God, and give God time to work the situation out, that brings him glory. People will look at you and be in awe that you handled it that way. And then they will give your Father in heaven glory, and also will give God time to work on the hearts of the person you may be disagreeing with. And then it may be a great reconciliation. So we understand that it is to his glory that we overlook these things. Look, God does not even want us to bring offerings to him if we have not let go offenses with one another. Let's take a look at Matthew chapter 5, starting at verse 23. Therefore, if thou bring thy gift to the altar, altar, and that rememberest that they brought thy brother hath an art against thee, leave thy gift before the altar, and go thy way first. Be reconciled to thy brother, and then come offer thy gift. Isn't that amazing? That he doesn't even want you offering if there's an art between you and a brother. So we're offering praises to God, we're singing, we're shouting, we're sharing God's word, but there may be an offense in our hearts. And so that means our praise and our worship and our offering is not acceptable to God. And we're sweating, we're crying, we're shouting, we're out of, we're out of air because we ran around the church and we jumped up and down and we bucked and we've been praising and we've been speaking in our unknown tongues and we've been having a great time in praise and worship, so we think. But the Lord is saying, you have an art with your brother and there's an offense in your heart. And before you lift your hands, before you give me praise, before I accept the offer, you go get that art right. Then you come and you offer your offering to me of praise, of worship. So we must overlook offenses over and over again. Listen, we want to be standing in right standing with God, but we want to bring God's glory. And we must overlook offenses because we don't wrestle with flesh and blood. The scripture says we wrestle not with flesh and blood. And so oftentimes all we see is the flesh and blood in front of us. And that's what we're raging at people. We want to fight people. We want to deal with that thing that's standing in front of us. But there's a spirit behind it that is trying to get at the root of us. That is trying to cause dissension. That is trying to cause us between one another. And allow the enemy to work in our midst. 
because in Jesus Christ, we have the unity of the spirit and the bond of peace. So there should be no conflict, especially between brothers and sisters in Christ. But the spirit begin to mess with us and manipulate us and lie and, and lie in us and deceive us to make us have these arts against one another and become offended. And then churches are broken up and marriages and relationships, all matter of relationships are broken up because of an offense that could have been forgiven, especially between brothers and sisters in Christ. We must know this, that when we have in strife and envy and fight with one another, that is not pleasing to God. And that is not the wisdom of God when we're fighting and contending with each other. Let's take a look at James, starting at James chapter 3, starting at verse 14. And this is what it says. But if you have bitter envy and strife in your hearts, glory not and lie not against the truth. This wisdom descended not from above, but it's earthly, sensual, devilish. For where envy and strife is, there is confusion in every, in every evil work. So when we allow arts and contentions to remain in my heart, that allows an atmosphere for every bit of every evil work to come upon us. So when we have these things where we say, I ain't forgiving, I ain't letting it go, I'm going to straighten these things out. That is the wisdom that is earthly, sensual, and devilish, and it is an atmosphere conducive to sin, to anger, to rage, and confusion, and it's an atmosphere absent of peace. If we want the peace of God, we have to overlook offenses. You know, the Bible says, forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. If we want forgiveness, we have to forgive trespasses. Another reason that we don't like to overcome offenses is because we want justice. We want justice. We want to see those people pay and have to deal with for what they've done to us, what they said to us. They shouldn't have said it to me. They shouldn't have did me like that. I didn't deserve it. But you know what? Christ didn't deserve to have to go to the cross for our sins. But he did it for us. And so because Christ was overlooking some things, we can overlook offenses. And we have to understand that when you forgive, that is the justice. When you forgive, that's the justice because forgiveness allows you to be free from the hurt, from the anger, from the pain, and allows that person to be free from the captive in that place you're holding them at. So you admit their debt and you forgive their trespasses. And you also are forgiving and releasing that from you. And so now I receive justice because now I have peace and they are free. So the forgiveness is the justice. We must overlook these, these offenses and walk hand in hand as brothers and sisters in Christ. We must do it. And so if we want to bring God glory, if we want to honor God, we got to stop running away with offenses. Have you ever noticed that people get offended with one another? And they leave churches. They stop going to church. They stop fellowshipping with other brothers and sisters in Christ. And I often wonder, why do we leave God when people do us wrong? God is not the guilty party. It is the people. And so it's, just, it's, it's backwards thinking to leave God when people do wrong. So when people do you wrong and you've been offended, crowd to God. I'm not saying you got to enjoy it. But you crowd to God and say, Lord... Heal me. This has hurt my heart. 
I didn't expect this to happen to me. But God, help me forgive them. Help me look past that transgression. Help me be, as the scripture says, kind ye one to another, tenderhearted, forgiving one another as God, for Christ's sake, has forgiven me. Help me walk this out, Lord. Help me walk out your forgiveness in my life. Help me let this thing go like Christ let things go. Help me have this mind of Christ to look over offenses. That's what we go to God in prayer. Ain't say you're going to smile after the offense. It's not going to always feel good. But I must love. For Christ said a new command I've given to you is love one another as I have loved you. And Christ's love sent him to the cross. Christ's love is patient and kind and not self-seeking. It rejoices not in iniquity, it rejoices the good. It'll bear all things, it'll hope in all things, and it'll never fail. And I missed a few in there. Christ's love, Christ says, have fervent love for one another, but love covers a multitude of sins or offenses. And so when I want to bring God glory, if we want God to get the honor in our life, if we want to keep the unity of the spirit, the spirit and the bond of peace, we got to learn to overlook an offenses. It's only going to bring God glory. It might hurt for a while, but God is the heart regulator. He's a mind regulator. He'll heal your heart. He'll heal your mind. And over time, you'll forget about the offenses. And that sting won't even be there when you'll let God handle it. So I encourage you today. If there's some situations that's happened or in your life when there are offenses are and you know you're still holding on that thing, I ask you today to let this offense go. Give it to God and bring him glory because it is to your glory and your honor to overlook an offense. And when you do it, God will be played free, please, and he will get the glory. I thank you for joining me on the Love Never Fails podcast. I pray whatever I said today will just bring you close to the Lord as we try to walk out this life being men and women of God. God bless you. If you listen to this podcast today and you don't know the Lord Jesus as your Savior, you can pray this prayer and you will be saved. Let us pray. Lord Jesus, I come to you today. I am a sinner, but you died for me. Jesus Christ, come into my life. Be my Lord and Savior. Take control of my life from this day forward. Thank you, Jesus, for saving me. Amen. Congratulations and welcome to the family of God. If you pray that prayer today, I would love to hear from you. So reach out to me at loveneverfails.run and let us know that you've made that commitment to Christ. Have a wonderful day.